Hello and welcome to episode 227 of G.I. Joburg Sky Striking. My name is Steve. I'm joined by Paul, Rob, and Cujo. Hello, Paul. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Robert. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. Hello. <laughs> West Coast Correspondence Cujo. Hello, brother. Internationally known, locally disrespected. Oof. You know how it is. It's Ooh. the triple time zone shock. <laughs> I I'm seeing uh, 2200 on the clock over here. I think South Africa is in the 1400 zone. And Kucho, you're in the 0400 hour. Right, you Damn. are. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is, is what it is. It's not human. But he's here, ladies and gentlemen. He's here to talk to us about Jovember and the art bonanza that it was. We are also going to do a very topical thing on G.I. Joe, but like, I like these podcasts to be kind of timeless, which is why we have kind of a random grab bag of topic of the week. But we situate ourselves right now, as of recording, on the 5th of December 2021. There are, I think, three days remaining on the Sky Striker HasLab uh, we've just surpassed 6,000 backers, and things are looking interesting. There are new incentives added. This is a very, very interesting time to be not only a Joe collector, but like a collector of toys in general. Um, it seems like we are in a position of power at long last. Anyway, we're going to get into that. First up, gents, new shit. Talk to me. Yay. <laughs> um... This has been a great week for new shit for me. Um, mm. So let me let me start off with. Um, so I got a I got a really nice little parcel um, in the mail. It was uh, something that started a couple of months ago. A local dealer has been sort of storing stuff for me and waiting for things to get in his position before he sent them to me, and that was about six months ago. So the one item I finally have in my possession is this mysterious baggie. With the toy in drugs, the, no, Crystal better. Meth. No, much, it's, much better. It's a Ziploc baggie of like, looks like white substance. In <laughs> I know I it looks very, very dodge, but uh, this is your birthday present, Stephen. <laughs> so I wanted to start Way off with that. Party. So it's, it, it's in my hand. I'm <laughs> what? Anyway, um, so I thought I'd just show you that. Um, I don't want to reveal it to people because that'll be your um, privilege when, I suppose, when you have it in hand. Um, hopefully before we have flying cars. And then I went to my local toy store because on Facebook somebody had posted, they've got them in stock at Toy Zone. So, of course, <laughs> so I dashed off to Toy Zone. And this is actually the picture I took after I grabbed the figures that I wanted um, so that I could just let the rest of the fan base know where to get them from. And I had to go all the way to Toy Zone in four ways, which is a good, geez, 10, 15 kilometers away from where I stay. So that was fun. That was, For anyone it was not an... privy to the YouTube version, we got Buzz Off, we got two flavors of Stratos, we got Triclops, we got Sorceress, we got Eternia Sorceress. Is that what she's been called? Oh, the Eternian Goddess, yeah. The, I always Eternian. call her the Green Goddess, yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah. So it's Teela in green. Beastman, uh -huh. Clamp Champ, and Ram Man. Ram Man! Oh. Ram -man. Yeah, Clamp Champ <laughs> and Ram Man are the South African peg warmers, but not really because they just keep restocking these two. 
because God works in mysterious ways. Um, I just one thing I'll say: I avoided buying porn star Stratos. Uh, that's the <laughs> non-gray version because well, right. it looks so dodge. <laughs> and while I was on my little exciting toy mission, I ran into some other friends of mine, Transformers, you know. And so they've got a juicy wasp in disguise. <laughs> Autobots rage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Yeah, 80s power metal in the hizzy. Hizzy. <laughs> and yeah, so they had Trax and Waspinator and a Panther character, which is basically just Cheetor with a different head. And um, as you guys can imagine, I had trouble. I was wrestling with this. I sent off pictures in our WhatsApp group. And I was just uh, like, you know, I was just excited. I was super excited. But I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get into which transformer I bought just now. So yeah, so I got home and I opened up my new He-Man figures. So I grabbed um, what, <laughs> um, Jitsu, uh, but uh, I I gave him some. I gave them some fun Afrikaans names. So I've called him PK Man, or Puss Club Man. <laughs> <laughs> because of that fucking hand. And for our supposed to be like red, or is this just your strange photography skills? No, no, no. He is actually quite red. He's got quite red reddish skin. Um it jumped mm. out at me as well when I saw it in packaging. My camera has made it a little bit more red than it is, but it was quite red to begin with. He drinks a lot. Sweet. Um this has been a difficult <laughs> this has been a difficult to yeah, push club. If you guys are wondering what that means, it's a very horrible word for a slap. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> then I got the Sorceress, yay, which is a figure I've been very excited about. Um, I also like to call her uh, Tani Lackerblarrook. Uh, um, she, um, because she's very psychedelic, so she obviously partakes in the, the fun. 1,000 so, G.I. Joburg points to anyone who knows what Tani Lackerblarrook means. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if no you can. No cheating, if, Dutchman. Yeah, no, no cheating. Put it in the comments. Maybe I could send you a prize. <laughs> maybe it's maybe. a He-Man prize. We'll see. Um, and then Buzzoff, which I just affectionately called Michi. That these are the names I gave them when I sent pictures to Celia that I'd found them and I was really excited. Um, Buzzoff. Brits and the Aussies call Michis Midgies. Like literally, it's the direct translation without the. Hey. Wow, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like this toy. Video. I like this toy. I think he's very cool. Um, he's definitely a lot more interesting than I was expecting. Um, the bra on the head thing is a bit strange. Buzzoff's <laughs> <laughs> head bra. It's yeah. headlights, man. What are they supposed to yeah. be? Goggles. I I can only imagine that's what they're meant to be. And so then we are more flush to his face because what you're showing me, they're like they are sitting no, like that's... a bra. That's as far as I can get them down. I haven't put these in the bath yet, so maybe if I put them in some hot water, I can get them down a bit more. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Here on G.I. Joburg. Um, and then I was stuck. I was like, am I going to buy this one? Or am I going to buy Autobot this one? Tracks or Waspinator. Come on, Paul. Yeah. This is radio. No, no. I was day, getting there. I was, it was my dramatic <laughs> buildup. So it was like, yes, was it going to be Autobot? Uh, because the Transformer had to come home with me. Was it going to be mm -hmm. Autobot Attracts or Autobot Was? Oh, should I say Predacon Waspinator? Waspinator, Waspinator. And I am sorry to say that I took home Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Due to that. Because, 
Trax is a great is a is a fun character. Um and and all that and i was really excited i was like you know a lot of the pictures i had seen had sort of sold this figure to me in a different way and i was just really excited to have my own tracks and because he's g1 and immediately that's going to get my attention because i wanted something g1 um and it was close like you know that i almost took waspinator but um ultimately only one can come home with me and um i'm just a little disappointed because he's got a lot of great stuff going on for him um with a lot of equally bad and negative stuff going on for him. His transforma transformation, uh, for starters, is very... It's a little bit annoying. Um, it's almost binal techy, like alter uh, alternator type transformation. Mm. Um, and he feels a little bit fragile. So I'm a little bit scared of like messing with him too much. And he also, like his parts don't sit super flush. I've managed to like futz around with it enough to get it looking cool, but I still don't think it's a perfect figure. And this Waspinator, when you see this uh, for our listeners, if you guys have had a chance to check out Waspinator in the flesh, he's just so 90s green. He's just such a great, he, <laughs> it, just, it just has the energy. I, I was just really excited about this. I blame Steven with his recent uh, Black Arachnia. Uh, Wait, from, I'm confused, from... Paul. Which one did you yeah. come home with? Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And well, now I'm. What's the matter? Your day will come. I hope he's still available when you get around to it, bro. Yeah, I've at least seen him at three different places now, which is great. So you know the odds are in my favor. But also, I'm trying not to spend money on myself. I would really like to buy stuff for other people. You know, like Celia and my Good folks. Good luck with and... that. Yeah, I know it's hard. Anyway, so moving right along, the next cool thing I got is GI Joe related. Yay! And uh, no, it's not airtight. And it's still not. It's this bad boy here. The what do they call him? The oh, monster. Uh, keep wanting to call him the monster viper, but it's the bio viper. Very good. And it's the mutated eels, part of the so evil foe of the mega marines. Like what? What would you call them? Like this is my issue with some of the subgroups is that the the, the cobra side didn't get their own name. Like mm. what, who did the eco warriors fight? Uh? And who do the Mega Marines fight? Like they should have had a name for, like the monster call or whatever. And they should have yeah, had a I name agree. for the evil pollution force or whatever. Like that is a terrible name, but that's a place. Evil called. pollution force. <laughs> you yeah, should work for Hasbro. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> the toxic zombies. Hmm. But yeah, that's uh, Bio Viper is quite a lot of fun. Like, What's he like? Not articulated. He's like a, but yeah, his articulation is a bit. Come again. Does he integrate well with G.I. Joe? Or does I it feel, feel like he's got a Masters of the Universe figure? No. I was going to say, he's a great crossover figure between He-Man and G.I. Joe. <laughs> mm, I don't know, man. Um, if they had O-rings, if they had similar articulation, but they were just oversized G.I. Joe-style figures, I think I'd have been far more embracing of them as I was and still am. But I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> I'm digging it. It's cool to have something to shoot at. And finally, my awesome low light has his gear now. Very good. <laughs> Except for the knife. I still need a knife. But I can get one of those knives from a, um, like a Mega Marine purchase. Because I think the Mega Marines also came with low light version 3's mm. knife. Yeah, in various different colors. You would find but an orange one with Star Brigade payload. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. But you'd find a silver one with... Um, with G.I. Joe versus Cobra 2002 Flint. <laughs> I, just, I do remember Flint, hey Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I do huge. remember having a black knife for this low light at one stage, but it didn't come from this low light because I never owned him. 
But mm. guys, I'm I'm not gonna lie. This version of low light has never been my like absolute favorite version. But my word has <sighs> that JD onesies shaking his fist at you right now. No, no, no. I I get that, but. I gotta From say, with these helmet and his gear, <laughs> elevated him right up there. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna go and say he's my favoriteest or whatever's, but he's a damn cool toy. And that gun is one of my favorite guns in the line. Yeah, I'm, easy, I'm feeling easy. that muzzle. It's looking good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just yeah, I should have made a list. You know, a, a slightly more dynamic shot to show the gun off better. But just really, really dig this this toy. He's so much fun. Um, I I'm just. I always felt the helmet was too big, but when you have it in, in hand, it's actually not so bad. And then, um, and here's just a few glamour shots of my Motu stuff. Yeah, there's the Sorceress, and there's, you know, Brawhead Buzzoff, and there's PK again. And here's my other cool thing. That's right, that ass. Ladies and gentlemen, I finally have Baroness's backpack and Baroness's gun, uh, which is awesome um, to have. Uh, the only problem is, is that I don't think her gun is very cool. <laughs> now that I've, <clears throat> she I don't know what parts, but that gun might break some thumbs. Yeah, I, yeah, it freaks me out. It's it seems too big for her. Um, it always looks smaller when I see it in pictures, like when it's individually photographed. And I mean, it does. But yeah, it's it's not the prettiest gun. But hey, I've got a complete Baroness now. That makes me very happy. Speaking of that ass, that ass. Haha, <laughs> <Bio> Viper. <laughs> just there for. Um, but like the sculpting on these Bio Vipers is very cool. Like I dig how much like effort was put into like the head sculpts and the, and the little details. And this chest, I don't know why, but I keep thinking I've seen this before on a GI Joe figure, like on a, and I've, I just can't find it. Feels bugging me. He's got a necklace mm. of hand grenades, which is very much like um bullhorn yeah. but uh, ha having like a red life preserver style like like very 90s cut off sleeve vest is a lot like tracker so yeah bio viper definitely does borrow from everyone but the cobra eels unfortunately i'd Which have really sad. digged it if if he had like either eels v1 or eels v2 kind of stylings like the mm -hmm. yellow the yellow like what do you call that armor chest armor would be so good or just the, yeah. the 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 gray the gray wetsuit with the red chests and like maybe stretched and, and a silver thing yeah a silver cobra symbol to tie it all together mm. anyways woulda coulda shoulda this is the toy we got in 1993 and love it or hate it paul loves it i'm indifferent rob how about you man bio viper uh, it doesn't feel like a judge i don't know yeah Precisely oh no that's yeah. feel. What's the it. verdict on the Bio Viper, man? Well, he could have used some of those ribbed uh, gauntlets. That could have swayed me. Yes. But I, I, mm. I'm right with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I I, I got it uh, because I've always been curious about it. Um, and I've always thought it's an interesting piece of the G.I. Joe toy sort of, you know, phenomenon. Um, and it's such a strange sort of side road that I just had to have one in my collection. Um, also, it gives my Mega Marines something awesome to kill with their big bad guns. Um, then also a great new arrival in my life has been Mutt and Junkyard. Um, mm. Yeah, so my Mutt has got a accessory pack helmet. Um, he's a little bit of a piecemeal. Accessory pack helmet, uh, no nightstick, no Mac 10, sadly, no leash. Um, but I've got, I've got Mutt. 
and that's great. And I ha also have Junkyard, and the awesome seller that I dealt with sent me a surprise in the form of Desert Scorpion's Scorpion. So now I'm one Aww. step closer to completing mm -hmm. Desert Scorpion's gear. Wee! <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was like completely unexpected, actually, which was really nice. And then just here's a nice table shot of all my dudes when they arrived. I'm watching some G Gundam in the background because that has gone live, but I'll save that for what are you watching. And then uh, this was just a cool curiosity. Um, uh, on a local group that I follow on Facebook, uh, which is like a SANDF uh, veterans group. Um, so one African of the... National Defense Force. There you go. And yeah. one of the guys posted this, and this is these are creations done by his uncle. Now, um, it's a whole bunch of South African milita uh, military vehicles, um, circa 1980 to like, well, actually late 70s to 1990, late, 19, uh, late, 19, late 90s. And some of this stuff is actually still in operation. It's very, very cool. Um, these are all handmade by him and scratch built and everything. And it's a great story because I obviously re reached out to this guy and I was like, oh my God, I really would like to try and see if I can buy one of these. And he did, he did say, no, his uncle sadly does not sell them. However, um, he does make them and, you know, maybe I could twist his arm to make one for me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. If, if it's something he loves doing and he's not looking at selling them, that's totally cool. I'm like, I just would have loved some of these for my GI Joes. And he's like, it's funny you say that. These were actually all made by him for his kids um, because they loved GI Joe toys and he wanted to give them like some vehicles and thingies. So these are all these are all made in like sort of a relative GI Joe size. Um, I, I know if you if for our listeners um, you can't see how beautiful they are, but um, for our viewers, uh, yeah, they they're pretty amazing. I I don't think they're hundred percent scale accurate. They are a bit, I think, a bit smaller. I think they're what are they scale made accurate. Of, Paul, did you actually get to tinker with some of them? No, I wish. Um, uh, these are just pictures I saw on the internet, so I haven't been near them uh, at all uh, physically. But do you know um, if he scratch built things? Like, he did. Did he use other existing parts? Like the wheels he, looked like they were sourced. What did he use? Yeah, he did trick? that. I've got so many questions. Um, they the, very, uh, very good. The guy must be a model builder of some kind. Yeah, he is. And all of the, a lot of it's laser cut. So he's probably built sure. them in CAD and then laser cut the parts um, and then modeled them together and put them together. Wait, it's you incredible. Said he did this in the nineties. Uh yeah. So some of these <sighs> were probably cut by hand. Yeah. Cheapers. Crazy, hey? That's a lot of so, love. Because there are dozens of vehicles that he's created and all look very authentic. Right? It's amazing. It's like I'm just blown away. That one uh cusper in the background, uh which is a an APC vehicle used for urban pacification in South Africa. It's now a common, um, that is very, very well done. Uh, having had the privilege, I suppose <laughs> it's a privilege of sitting in one, in a real one, on a few occasions in my life. Um, so, you know, I, I just, when I saw that, it kind of captured it a bit for me. And then also seeing the G5 Rhino as opposed to the G6 Rhino. And yeah, anyway, so that was me for new stuff. Yay, new toys. <laughs> what did you guys get? Rob, Cooge, any new shit this week? Nah, I'm, I'm sitting on my collection. <laughs> the contented collector. Yeah. I do walk down the toy aisle occasionally, but... Um, Nothing tempts you. Not recently. Not recently. Aye, oh, at well. least you can I walk know. down those yeah. aisles, you and Steven, you know. 
True. Well, we just sit here in South Africa with no toy owls. Well, Paul has put toy owls, thankfully. I mean, with the, the yeah, moment. Yeah, Rob, don't bemoan it. Paul has just yabbing, yammered on for 20 minutes about all the toys that he's seeing. Like, I haven't seen Waspinator at our big W stores. Oh, well, maybe I should check out. Uh, but I mean, I think it's always that perennial thing where like Joburg just seems to get stuff that, you know, the rest of the country doesn't get. Um, I will definitely have a look this week and let everyone know whether or not um, there are any toys worth getting in, in Cape Town toy stores. Please do, toys because I'm, I am hearing some reports of, uh, of guys having major difficulty finding Motu stuff in Cape Town, but then all the surrounds, mm. Bloemfontein, and um hermanus and plet and all those places they all have moti toys what the hell but (laughs) but not cape town it's ridiculous unless there's like one like super buyer here you know a scalper or something he's just buying them all out before anyone realizes so there is actually um (laughs) yeah so uh, this is a bit of information i got from a group uh somebody this is going to sound so Ferris Bueller. Somebody that knows somebody that overheard a conversation between two people at Seven Flavors. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the distributors or some distribution managers or regional managers in Mattel um, that is responsible for the distribution specifically of the Motu brand, whatever, apparently they're going to now uh, put down a thing in the stores that guys can't buy multiples. Because there's actually a guy that's going around to all of the shops and he's dropping about 9,000 to 15,000 Rand and buying up all of the stock when it drops. And he's obviously got a contact inside the stores that he bribes and then he gets there and he buys all of the stuff before he even comes onto the shelf. And he's Cape Town based, it sounds like. It's, oh, yeah. 2021. So sinister. <laughs> and uh, and it, there's also, uh, they reckon it's a, it's a team of guys that are buying, you know, that they're working together. Right, and Paul, I've had enough anyway. Heberg for one episode. Thank but you. But it's not just Very he, man. It's like so. other stuff as well. They're also buying up all the Hot Wheels, which is also causing contention among certain people. But anyway, enough of that. Rob, you need should... to go on a toy adventure, my dude. I will. Indeed. I'll let everyone know. Steven? Yeah, Another well, I've, I rocked my Skeletron t-shirt for the first time to a Sexy uh, an photo, event. my dude. Yeah. Um, I went to Kim's... <laughs> I went to Kim's uh, end of year function with Elliot in tow. Um, yeah, my, my, my accessory, a plus one. Um, <laughs> Your talking point. wore a Skeletron, Skeletron t-shirt <laughs> and unfortunately none of the emergency department doctors or nurses uh, asked me any interesting questions about where you get the cool shirt. Really? Uh, they are lame, clearly. Just, um, they didn't like say like, oh, is that the new COVID variant? Skeletron. It's a great name. Uh, But no. Um, It's been a Lego kind of a week, guys, because I've, it being the first week of December, I've cut into my advent calendar. Um, On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me the Razor Crest in a kind of chibi Lego scale. That was day one. Day two was a ship that I do not recognize. Maybe it's the ship that uh, the Mandalorian dogfights in the opening to that one episode. I don't know. Anyone who's watching the YouTube version, let me know what ship is pictured on screen right now. I have no idea. It's got like a yellow nose and a gray back section. Anyways, um, got a Stormtrooper. Very, very nice Stormtrooper. It's amazing what Lego minifigures are like these days. They are just like super cool. I don't need to tell you. Any fan of Lego knows how 
good the decos are, how like nice the parts are, how these would be, well, when I was a kid, an absolute smart bomb. I would have used these as my action figures all the time. Um, but yeah, nice Stormtrooper. And E-Web Blaster was on day five. No, day four. Um, unfortunately, it's got one of these stupid, like, like why did Lego see fit to have actual, like, launching studs? They've got weapons know. that actually shoot. Don't like that. <laughs> it's weird. So weird. It is so weird. But to each their own, and at and least then you got because some Lego, you can take it off. <laughs> I think those were meant to be targets that you use the, oh, the blast to okay. kind of knock out. So you can make a game of it, or you could just flatly ignore them. <laughs> but the real interesting news: so um, on one of the uh, Australian toy groups that I am a, a member of, a, member of, um, on my birthday, no less, uh, a competition was announced to win. Mm a lego set from ages ago from 2007 derek's vintage toys was was not auctioning was was giving away as a prize a lego at at you get derek as well motorized lego at at very very nice uh lego fans will probably know what i'm talking about i was completely in the dark but hey it was my birthday i had nothing to lose and i had some new toys kicking around so I decided to enter. The rule of the competition was, okay, firstly, like Derek's page. Secondly, take a picture of you or your family or your pets, um, either anonymously or with your face visible. You know, he wanted to respect people's privacy. So various permutations of, of, uh, of collection photographs were, were permitted, obviously. Um, so, and I'd recently just bought that black arachnia from him. So I snapped off a picture of uh, Elliot attacking me with old black arachnia. Oh my word, that's that, that's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> and um, today the lucky draw was was held. It wasn't so much a lucky draw; it was more like a a, a vote. Um, his kids and his kids' friends voted on the winner, um, and they voted for my picture. Hey, congratulations, dude! Yeah. That's so cool. Cheers. Thanks, Paulie. Red, That's dude. awesome because I mean your no. brother had an older version of that at I think in Lego. Oh, Mark had the all of the the initial Star Wars Lego stuff because yeah. he just thought this is the coolest thing to ever happen. Like the reason he became a graphic designer in the first place, he firmly believes, fell squarely between watching Star Wars in 1977. You know, as a I think an infant, he was on my mother's lap. He was hmm. he'd just been born. Man. No, he was he was he was one and a half. Okay, so not an infant, but still very, very young. Um and Lego. So just the sort of the, the and, graphic and 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 aesthetic perfection of Lego, plus that enormous crawl of text that kicked off Star Wars, just cemented in him the need to be life. fine artist, and, graphic designer, art director. And also yeah. I mean I'm going to go on a limb here, but I also imagine skateboarding is in the mix there somewhere as an, as an inspiration. Came later, but sure. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Skate yeah. graphics and just, just the cool that comes with being one of those skate rats. Exactly. Mm. My brother, MV those of graphics, my life. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I've got a, a, a very cool vintage Lego set being couriered to me tomorrow. That's so exciting. 
Thank I've, you. Yeah, it is. It's funny that you that I you mentioned a Lego set. <laughs> you know, it's it's the Christmas time. There's something magical about getting a Lego set for Christmas, and I would never get myself a Lego set anymore. I've been fortunate to be gifted it a couple of times in recent memory. Um, I was given a Secret Santa Lego Batmobile in 2019. Um, so just building Lego on Christmas Day night feels right to me. It's like that thing that you do when the house is quiet and you kind of get a chance to admire your gifts. And maybe maybe that's when this at-at will will begin construction. I don't think I'll be able to smash it in a night. But uh, I do have very fond memories of putting the, the, the Tim Burton, um, uh, Danny Elfman, Batman soundtrack in my ears and building that Batmobile. So, yeah, maybe I'll play Empire and build me an Atat. A walking Dude, Atat? How cool. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. It's just... And the reason I say it's funny you mentioned Lego, um, I've also been, like, entering competitions for some reason. I was rec I recently entered a, a Gundam artwork competition to wear, win a really cool Gundam PC case. Um, I oh. didn't win that one, sadly. Oh. Um, I saw your artwork, dude. It was incredible. Thank you, man. I appreciate well that. How did I, it not I, win? Um, I actually world. Have, I have no idea how it didn't win. Um, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? The, the, person who, the person who did win, uh, and I'll be fair here, the artwork wasn't that good. But you know, I can see it. No, no, no. Just like the no, no, motherfucker no. who Scott robbed who us in Dokkan 2018. Really yeah. You remember? So we... Bitter Ender should have won that custom custom competition. Come on. I agree. <laughs> we were but, robbed. But uh, the thing is, I could also tell that it was drawn by a much younger person, a much younger artist. And you know what? If yeah. that winning that competition inspires him to be a great artist, then I think that's just the way things were meant to go. And that's actually really great. It's probably how they balance these things out in the end, you know? I yeah, because... Yeah, the same Listen, with like Stephen winning bummed. his competition. It's it's based on votes and it's based of you know the guy's family going. That's the coolest picture. We absolutely love this picture. It's so cool. And it's, it's based fun. on having a hell of a cute kid. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it's a cool moment. <laughs> like it's kind of scary. I'm not gonna be modest about the fact that my child is adorable. Adorable. And I wish <laughs> yeah. Get him a bloody agent. But I'm in the armpit of the world right now, so mm. there ain't no ways I'm gonna like get this guy as the face of Huggies and you know be minted. I mean, come no, on. He would no, rock any ad campaign. I take him to a casting. Floor. He's better than a Gober baby, dude. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's Gober level status. That's your point of reference, Paul. No, um, I'm just, it's a, a it's a modern family reference. So, Gober. Um, I don't know if the Gober's Gober... had. Does that still exist? Purity? I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't eat baby food or buy baby <laughs> products. What yeah, do yeah. I know? Come on, dude. I don't know That's anything about babies. The only thing I know about children is that everybody else around me is having them and they're already amazingly cute. Yours is the winner, by the way. And um, yeah, that's all I know. And then on the, on the topic of competitions, I did enter a Ghostbusters Afterlife competition, which is to win that awesome Ecto-1, that like really hectic creator Lego set, that Ecto-1. I'd never buy that for myself, but oh my word, if I had to win that as a prize, it'd be super sweet. And uh, BBTS has been doing some cool like daily giveaways and the one um, to win the competition, you had to like mention what do you think is the best crossover. And I molded over in my head for about 15 minutes and decided an awesome 80s cartoon crossover or an awesome cartoon crossover would be Ghostbusters and Scooby-Doo. That would be super awesome. 
I would enjoy the shit out of that if somebody did it because it would work so well. But it has to be the real Ghostbusters cartoon mixed with Scooby-Doo. I think it would be so awesome. Anyway, cool. Sorry, Steve. Congratulations again on winning that awesome, awesome at-at. Makes me very happy to hear you winning cool shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Winning stuff. Like, I'm sure I've won competitions before, but I honestly can't remember. It was bloody exhilarating because they did a live stream and record you know they, they they did it live they had the kids vote live uh and knock down you know like pick the final three and then out of the final three they actually were, were kind of split on them so they, they rock paper scissored it out like yeah it's just it was amazing it felt great it felt like i just won that big part that i was auditioning for you know mm. <laughs> you're a winner yeah. steven Let's Winner. let's move the agenda on. Hold on, so hold on. It, it might be too late for this joke, but hopefully that spider didn't e-web your face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lacarachnia, terrorize. Oh, incidentally, in the picture, Elliot is actually. It looks like he's putting the spider on my face, but he's actually trying to push it off my face. What Aww. a good lad. Good man. Yeah. Sweet, sweet kid. Amazing. Anyways, moving on. Rob, what are you watching, reading, or playing? What's rocking your world, dude? Well, uh, I'm still going with Star Trek. Um, I tried out JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, the fifth season. Oh my um, god, it's the worst the place first... to jump on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any worse or bad place to jump on. It's it's. Just, I I I can understand it's very different. Um, so I've just started that, and it's it's actually it's amazing how creepy these shows are. Like they can really mm. get under your skin, and like how, um, how they animate stuff. It it really feels very unsettling. Like some of the things that happened in these first two episodes, or even more so the second episode. Um, and then I, I watched a fantastic episode of Star Trek: Next Generation this week called "The Defector" um, from season three. Um, one of the one of the amazing episodes written by Ronald D. Moore, who was the creator of the rebooted uh, Battlestar Galactica. And it's a really, really crazy good episode. Um, this this Romulan commander um, is chased uh, through the neutral zone. He gets to the the Enterprise and he tells everyone the war is coming. You know, the war is coming with the Romulans, and you guys have to preemptively destroy this base, or um, or war will break break out between Federation and and the Romulans. And the whole episode is you're, you're trying to decide for yourself at the same time as the crew is trying to decide. Can you trust this guy? Is what he's saying real? Is it not real? And they're trying to figure this out. And it's it's like you the whole episode you're wondering like is he telling the truth? Is this happening? And it's 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 a nice balancing act of like what's actually going on in this episode. Um, probably one of the best ones I think you could, you could possibly watch of Next Generation. Um, yeah, then and that was basically it. I mean, I think uh, we set the shop up for Christmas, so we got all our decorations up. I saw um, your specials so, went up yesterday. <laughs> so. Yes, that too. Well, or hot mm. picks more like, you know, we kind of just yeah, trying to yeah. like encouraging people to buy the things that we have more than one of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been a very difficult two years of trying to like, you know, stay in stock and get stock in. Um, and uh, despite all the difficulties, we, we're still around. Um, I'm grateful that my bosses have been able to make things work um, over the last two years since, you know, the drop of COVID. 
And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy I still have a job and it's at a comic book shop. So. And you bastard sold that Gundam Barbatos just before I got paid. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> we, we'll probably get it in again. It's nice such a popular a model. Job. <laughs> no. Dude, That's you true. got the most important job. You're a dad. <laughs> hey, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know? I'm sorry. I don't. I know it sounds like incredibly cheesy and stuff. Lost to my career meltdown. Anyways, no. Nah, uh, <laughs> uh, what am I reading, watching, or playing? You ask. Well, I yes, just discovered I a curious. brand new, or new to me at least, GI Joe podcast. Guys, has anyone mm -hmm. heard of? Audible Interlude, colon, H.E.I. Joe podcast. Audible Interlude? Anyway, it's a... No, it's, a, it's possible it's a I retweeted less, less than stellar name, but it is an incredible podcast. Really enjoy these guys. And I had never heard them before. So, link in the description below, dude. That's a dude. podcast? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. They have a nice uh, format. They sort of talk news, and then they do a review of some Joe material every week. Um, I've just consumed their episode on uh, GI Joe Operation Blackout, and they gave it a glowing review. Uh, kind of makes me want to relook at this game because while it doesn't have online multiplayer, mm. it does have local two-player co-op. So it's the kind of game that you and a Joe fan or an offspring Joe fan <laughs> can play through cooperatively and just have fun with it, as janky as it may be. And the great thing about it is I'm sure it costs next to nothing nowadays. It does. <laughs> uh, funny story there. Uh, Tex got a hold of me the other day and he said, listen, there's a whole bunch of that, GI, that new G.I. Joe game stock. Do you want them uh, all? for nothing <laughs> no no he's like there's some stock of it floating around and it's on like a really special price and i was like oh really and i'm like is that gi joe blackout and he's like yeah i'm like do they have a ps4 version and he's like yeah i'm like cool how much and he's like well uh, 230 bucks and i'm like 230 bucks you're gonna pay me 230 bucks to take gi joe off your hands <laughs> and we both <laughs> laughed and then we laughed again and then i carried on with the rest of my day i will own that game as a curiosity i don't think i'm gonna have fun playing it but hey Cool. I'm glad other people are enjoying it. That's a good thing. Rob, so. do you have an opinion on that game? Uh, it kind of landed while uh, while you were taking a little hiatus from GI Joburg. Did you ever encounter it? Which which one was it? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. Really didn't have an impact. I remember coming was that that mobile one. Ah um, uh, yes. And I think that one is folded by now. Or it was in the process yes. of, of kind of winding down. Um, no, but no, I don't. Third person shooter called Op GI Joe Operation Blackout. Oh, I forget the name of the publisher, and I only heard it again today. So that's how I forgot. No, I had Iguana? that had no impact on me whatsoever. Yeah. Well, mm. good nice, thing, man. Nice cover art. <laughs> Could have been better if you were doing it. No, no, to be fair, I think they did a good job there. I'm, I'm not gonna. Knock that. I think that's a great piece of art. Good cover art. Shit. Paul Gundam. I'll give you the microphone for two <laughs> minutes. Go. <laughs> um, I've been watching G Gundam, but actually, more importantly, Celia and I have been watching all of the Harry Potter movies. We have three more to go. <laughs> and I. Getting G. I Gundam. And then. And, uh, and I'm, I'm loving them. I mean, I like, I really enjoy the Harry Potter universe. I'm not like a fan or anything. I just really enjoy the movies. 
And later tonight, Celia and I will <laughs> I be. Know what a fan is someone who enjoys something a lot. No, but I'm not like I'm not hardcore. I'm not like I don't know Harry Potter's middle name and that kind of thing. I'm not that kind of fan. You it know what I mean? Doesn't have like, a middle name. It's I just crazy. enjoy it. You know, Sweet I just boy. enjoy it. It's a cool film. Am I going to read the books? Probably never. I just enjoy the movies. They're cool. I like the visual design. They they stunning films. They and they still hold up, um, which is great. You know, and it's just. I don't... And that's all we got here from Paul. Sorry, I've just discovered the mute button. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Please continue. Oh, by the way, the mobile game closes Son on the 10th of December. Thank you, Andrew, for serving us in the chats. Uh, so, yeah, build your bases. Uh, this is your last chance, I guess. And guys, also just quickly, this is something that I think Steve and Rob, you guys may appreciate. Um, a little bit later tonight, Celia and I are going to try out the uh, Kid Amnesia um gallery experience gallery yeah oh cool apparently it is mind-blowingly awesome so do you have Mm. a 3d sort of headset i don't i don't have any of that boo to that you're not gonna experience it the way they want you to you must be immersed still gonna experience it yeah well i'm i i can i'm gonna i've got a ctex um sometime this week uh, for for some work related stuff, and I'm going to ask him if I can borrow the the PSVR. Then can really blow Celia's mind with that, and she can enjoy the Tom York awesomeness, Tom York's video game debut. <laughs> hey, listen, a flash I'm... of um, Demolition Man just now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When you said blow blow her, what what are you going to blow? Her, her mind. <laughs> her mind. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Sandra Bullock think... with those stupid headsets. God. <laughs> Three seashells. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, oh, it turns out I'm in the... Oh, uh, that's what dropped this week as well. Spotify is wrapped. Where they kind of like give you the stats for your year. It turns out I listen to music more than 94% of people in South Africa, or at least 94% of people on Spotify. And I'm in the top 1% of people who listen to Radiohead this year. So that was kind of cool. Nice, Rob. Shit, that's yes. an achievement. I think Celia is there too. I've been Hell listening yeah. to a lot of Radiohead recently. <laughs> and the general vibe of my music this year was apparently melancholy and healing. So I found that quite, that quite um, paranoid quite interesting. and subterranean. <laughs> and the Susperia su- soundtrack. Yeah, I get you. Oh, fantastic. Jeez, Paul, no Gundam for you this week. Come on. Kujo has waited long enough. My brother. It's true. Tell us all about Jovember, dude. Well, I don't get to talk about new stuff. Um, yeah, no, talk whatever you want. <laughs> whatever I'm the watching. floor is yours. I'll actually mic. I'll, I'll mute everyone else. You can monologue for the next <laughs> part of the show. That's dangerous. I'm not. No, I'm kidding. Carry um, on, Pooch. Tell I us. Think, what well, you for what, if if it's of any interest, I think uh, I did watch Midnight Mass, and mm. that was a good watch. Um, yeah, thought provoking, eh? It did. It it raised a lot of questions uh, with me and my lady as we were watching it. Um, I have doubled hmm. back on Seinfeld just to kind of knock out too. It's been nice. Um, I expect it. We can talk some uh, Jovember. What is Jovember, casual listener? Well, it's a hashtag that was created to promote G.I. Joe artwork, and folks did participate. I believe you guys have some slides, am I right? Oh, yes, I do. Hopefully, you can talk us through them. First up, I've got a, a beautiful stalker. Oh, well, out of order, but let's do it. I believe this is one of our friends, uh, at least on uh, Joe Twitter, uh, Sean Niprude. Niprude. 
Nipruts. But his at is uh, Bad Deacon, I believe. Yes, um, I know that name. Yes. Uh, I'm, I want to make sure that's his art. I believe it is. Uh, but no, I thought uh, thought I'd include some of him to promote. I, I like simple line art where all the lines arrive where they should. Uh, your guys' thoughts? I believe he was there. A couple pictures of his in there. Hmm. I think a very complimentary that face, dude. With dusty. Oh. There it is. Hmm. Yeah, I like how straightforward him. it is. You know, um, it kind of, especially the background, kind of just suggests where he is, but it's kind of more mm. focused on the characters, which I quite like, and the lines are really clean. Mm. All right, well, well I love that. in the order that we're in, we'll go I... with the most obscure piece of artwork. And I think that's from a cat named Obscure Etis or Obscure... Mm, obscure Things. There it is. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, and of course, anybody remember that, that guy's name? Anybody? Uh, Cobra Invasion? No. Uh, isn't that, isn't that just cr- a, a snow viper? No. It's the chrome and red snake eyes, isn't it? That's right. From Ports What's his Co- name, Kucha? Cobra Mortal. Cobra Mortal. You are mere mortals. I forgive. Um, I know I am Cobra Mortal. <laughs> Next slide. Okay. Really Tour cool continues. One. Oh, there's some Yay, nice color torch. I think we've gone back to Sean. Looking good. Looking good. It's Adiacon. He's busting oh, in. Nice. He's, he's not. He's not putting fires out. He's putting them on. I think, that, <laughs> I think. this is a. Uh... Well, this is Vono Elfhofen. Thank you for falling on that sword. Um, I thought this guy did, had some clean lines and also some good humor. Um, so, yeah, all uh, three of his pieces are kind of like little, little bits of words added to them. Well, I um, think he's old school ninja turtle style that he's going for. Sorry. Uh, Rob. Yeah. And the nice. perfect it's subject for it, which is Storm Shadow version 2. And that's why I picked him crunch. Mm. Um, What's next? Oh, here we go. Oh. One of my favorites. Little used. Some For some reason, IDW never tapped. But uh, I think she's one of the uh, interesting characters that's got a lot of mileage. And this picture or comes from Tim not, Shin. But, uh, yeah. Tim Shin, Tim? yes. Tim mm-hmm. Shin, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, what's the name? Jody, uh, aka Shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 14th nice. original, if you're sleeping. Um, I don't know, man. I just uh, listened to anything Joe's recap of the Devil's Due issue that introduced her. And, like, in that same issue, they're introducing Wild Bill and Ace and Sparks. So, like, the G.I. Joe roster is deeper than 14 members. So, yeah, it kind of robs difficult. her of. Where do you draw the status. line? Maybe the guys that weren't Joes, but they were working with the Joes. I don't know. The lines blur, I think. Did you guys ever catch that? Um, I think it was called G.I. Joe Reborn. <laughs> and there's uh, the Joes are in like, I can't even remember the situation properly, but I think the Joes are in trouble or something. And um, <laughs> Hawk sends out a call. And oh no, not Hawk. Um, what's the name of the general at the time? Uh, Flag. Flag. Flag sends oh, out Austin. a call or something. Um, I think flag. it's anyway. Sends General out the call Austin or General and, Flag, one of the two. Well, I think one of the two, and then um, you see the radio chatter, and then you see like an affirmative, and then it's got her like in the bush, and then she's like walking deeper into the bush, and it was actually quite a cool wow. Shot. I mean, yeah. th- that could this could be ripped. I mean, straight from the so, book. This and this comic, this image is very cool. I really love the style and the coloring and the I like lighting. Like his signature as well. Is that yeah. a signature in the bottom right hand corner? It's so cool. yeah. Good call. 
and well, uh, great, yeah. great stick uh, with the same artist for a little while and uh, check out his Copperhead. Oh. Well, not only Copperhead, his uh, Python Patrol Copperhead. Ooh, I know I somebody in our chat that is excited about that. <laughs> well, every time you see this guy, you got to ask why the yellow panties? Why? <laughs> Aside from that, the strong figure. The image crops away from the yellow panties, but yeah, yeah. good call, good call. The black inset into the yellow helmet is cool. Mm. There are, there's a lot mm. to like about this deco if you can overlook the parts that don't work. Mm. Uh, and it translates well in this artwork. Moving on. You don't see much ever, but it's a good look. It's a good look. Who can tell me this operative's name? Female, blonde, has G.I. Joe on her... Ten, not, I think it's like sort of OD green t-shirt. And yeah, she's man. not riding in the Wolverine? There's, uh, there's so two Rob names. thinks it's CoverGirl. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's either Bombshell or G.I. Jane, if I'm not mistaken. It's neither, but okay. Thanks for playing, Paul. <laughs> um, wow. MC Do you house. know the name of this character? Of course. Of course. Um, All right. Let's have no, it's wise guy. MC, MC already told us uh, Bomb Strike. There we go. Bomb Strike, not Bombshell. <laughs> bombshell would actually be the one. But Bombshell strike. is a applicable um, yeah she's definitely bombshell. a bombshell this is a beautiful picture i really like mm. this one there is actually a gi jane if you guys i don't know if you know that by the way oh it didn't yeah Interesting. the original yeah, action nurse no uh, Peg well, Warmer, i believe uh possibly yeah uh but i know that she's in the roster in um she's part of the on standby roster in the gi joe book that idw i mean devil's due did the battle files so I, I thought she him. operates that um, bloody death laser that resides in New York. Oh, yes. That's the other appearance. Yeah, with uh, Joe Colton. With Joe. Yeah. 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 Anyways, let's uh, dial back to Mr. Humorous. He's got Serpentor hey. doing some grocery shopping. Oh, no. I love the fact that he puts his drawing <laughs> implement in the frame. Like he's yeah, got a that's... Sharpie marker included in this image of Serpentor doing his shopping. So that's like a little thing the Inktober guys do. Um, Clever. Sometimes like, yeah, you, you do it to sort of say, listen, this was done by hand. Uh, by hand and then thing. photographed on my work desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The captions like, are great. Serpentor saying, pick up laundry. This I command. Check. Pay water bill. This I command. Check and so on and so forth. Like call mom. This I command. Pretty exhausting <laughs> to have to do that internally as well. Like anytime he's thinking to himself, this I command. Yes, Napoleon. Lefty. This I command. It must take a lot longer for him to get anything done. Yeah, true. Like, well, it's the type of obsessive over a dozen disorder. personalities to uh, to kind of push things past. <laughs> yeah, guys. Decision by committee. And let's not detract from how well that shopping cart is drawn. Like, yeah. it's a silly thing, like, but it's drawn well. And yeah, I appreciate that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cujo, trolleys or shopping cart? Shopping cart. Come on now. Okay. Okay. We <laughs> would say trolley. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Shopping cart is on a, on, for us, a shopping Cuj cart is on a website. <laughs> Sorry. Cuj <laughs> both, are both the front and rear wheels on your shopping carts? Costed? Are they both on swivels? 
these days I'm I'm carrying a basket most of the time, but it depends on the store. Depends on the store. If all four wheels are on a pivot, then you got trouble. I think just it's difficult to like corner. Um, Paul and Rob, remind me, brothers, how many wheels are articulated in South Africa? Um, it's the two front ones on the plastic trolleys. Just and two. Yeah, okay. I know because I drift them. A lot. That makes it easier to kind of go around <laughs> corners. I love driving these things. I dig it as well. I drift turn. I do like cool drift turns. I get all Tokyo drift with them. And Celia like dies of embarrassment. Next How do you drift if you if you don't have all command. four wheels um turning? I drift like you're supposed to drift. <laughs> like, yeah, so just skidding. You skid. I skid the shit out of that thing, and I like yes, as I just hit those aisles sideways, and then I correct. It's awesome. I love it. Well, it's like my it's like Ridge Racer. But in every pick and time pay. I'm every time I'm shopping here, I curse because I have such a hard time maneuvering the damn trolleys because they have all four wheels swivel. Oh no, this is why, why is Australia that? like this, dude? Why are they like <laughs> this? Well, I just had to check, man. Is it is it Aussie only? Is am I losing my mind? Anyways, this feels like the imperial and metric divide. So let's let's not get controversial. <laughs> yeah, let's move artist. swiftly along to the next artwork. Speaking of Seinfeld, oh. We got a. Uh, why did so I? So this comes to us from Zach Kinsella. Yes, I've been checking this dude out quite a lot. He's been doing some and cool it's stuff. Voltar, mm. with his Condor. I had to give him some love. Yeah, he did. A, he did a. He did some dreadnoughts. Um, all of them had the same static background, but I dug it. Looks it's cool. He kind of makes them his own. Mm. Does the Condor have a name? I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Flappy. Yeah, this is the one I remember is this metal head. (laughs) I love it. Keeping with the Destro's Nine Grenadiers theme. I would read an entire comic book. I mean, would this be a comic book or would it be like um, strips? Like, you know, comic strips. I would think comic strips. Like three panel. Yeah, like three panels. Um, I I would read a comic book with this metal head. Totally. Mm. Me too. It looks like it just is such a fun style. You could like merge this with like Kelvin and Hobbes or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Sunday yeah. funnies. Mm-hmm. And last but most certainly not least, you're an artist that's very near and dear to all of our hearts. That's true, Joe, person. in the house. Yeah, yeah. Could well, you? as you guys know, if you're uh, in the back issues, I did go all month, or I tried to anyway. Uh, I, I think 14 artworks, but there's some more in the hopper. I'm going to go over time. This was a... Laser Trooper was the first commission, so I salute you for uh, getting it. But uh, yeah, it's straightforward. I did a lot of, oddly enough, the networks I run in. I did a lot of New Age art, New Agers. I did some Doomers. I didn't do a whole lot of uh, Joe Joe fans. So keep me going, guys. Five bucks. Let me do a sketch for you. Just hit me up. I um, love yeah. this. I oh, love that oh, one. Oh, that's cool. Like, is great. The airplane in the background. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Airplane in the background. And yeah, honestly, guys, down. Took if you want to, if you want to go deep cut, I have a C three in the smoke up there, so you already know. What? Um, that's right. You see it up top. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it tells a story all in one picture, which I think is really cool. Nice and, colors, and by the way. And he's TD, and he has seven seven takedowns, so a little bit of a football reference. Gotcha. <laughs> we got the we got the flag next to the star. All right, moving right along. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
Uh, Sorry, we can linger. I drive. Longer. This is uh this is our our, our man GI Gary with the, of course the Motor Pod, um, which I've been enjoying. You know, I I just started listening to the Motor Pod. I didn't it's know good pod formats. I love mm. I love him talking about comics. Gary, I love it when you talk about comics. Please talk to Black Book at some point. We'll we'll, we'll chat it up. Um, but yeah, of course <laughs> he, uh, he had this commission of a uh, a researcher for Mars, and I just figured, you know what, this guy's cocky. He's shooting people behind his back. So yeah, dude, and I think it's his avatar at the moment. So very cool. Oh, good man, good man. Yeah, he's got the little Lobot workout. So. No, dude, this is very cool. I like the style here a lot. And I like, um, like Rob commented earlier on the story of the previous shot. I liked a little bit of a story here as well. Yeah. Like, Cheers, brother. I can get a lot from this. It's cool. Am I authorized to move on, Cooge? Sorry. Please I know do. I was getting Please antsy. do. Cheers, Boom. Gary. Ew. Of course. You already know. Um, no, Cujo these and are White Cujo and, and White Lightning's uh, avatars, yeah? I love if you're not Steph. familiar with these characters... Well, I do have an email address, and you should hit me up. But of mm. course, if if you were going to say, does GI Joe have an X Files team? Yeah, they do. Uh, so, yeah, that was one I wanted to add in. Um, it was great, and it, this this could transition over if I'm monologuing at this point. Uh, I think it is that time, guys. It is that time. Let me tell you a little bit of story. Uh, I'll break away for a minute. But uh, out here, of course, we have a lot of newspapers. Um, I live on the West Coast. Uh, recently, in the last couple of years, most of our papers were bought up by a company called Alden Capital. Um, do you guys know uh, a network called Lee Enterprises? It's only the oldest newspaper network in our country. Started in the early 1800s. Uh, all through the Midwest and the East Coast, they just got bought up by Alden Capital too. Where am I going with this? Well, it's important to have good network. Um, and I think it's time that like uh, people realize it doesn't happen by accident. So here in the States, we're dealing with what, what they call city news services. It just means that they don't employ anybody from your town and write blogs for rich people. So it is important. You have a Joe network and I'll do it once again. I'll do it guys. What's on Joe mine, HCC motor pod. I know I'm going to leave some out, so please keep dropping them. Um, but, uh, yeah, support network, however you can. If it's five bucks, tip these guys. It's it's December, give them a stocking stuffer. Uh, yes, of course, I'm plugging myself, but... Ryan but like Sweeney said, had a great suggestion that uh, if you wanted to help someone's YouTube analytics, if you leave the house, just leave your smart TV playing playlists from their channel. So, hmm. I mean, for instance, nice HTC is back on everyone's radar. Um, wow, he's gone through one hell of a rough ride so yeah if he wanted to help his his youtube analytics just i mean he's got such an enormous back catalog of of great reviews that yeah it'd be nice to just leave it on in the background all day basically well let Might me not forget the edge toys you're not familiar with i People love are start turning up sorry paul um no 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 you go you go they yeah. they gone just started a live uh i don't know if he's going to go weekly but keep your eyes open i'll make sure the twitter uh keeps up with the uh the shows but everybody that's in gi joe that that creates a signal you guys are damn important and i'm thankful for you that's why i'm always in your comments and all that so it is it is um and I, i'm going to transition seamlessly into my final pitch which is 
I believe um, IDW is going to say goodbye to the Hasbro licenses in the near future. So Hasbro, I know you guys listen. Um, here's here's a chance for you guys to be a real American heroes. Uh, you got a network that supported you, a talented network. Uh, why don't you? Why don't the fans do the comic? Um, you got Kerouac, who who we know has been killing the timeline. You got mm-hmm. Kickley, who's been sitting on standby. Of course, you got Cujo. So. Um, yeah, I think it's that time. Support network when you can. And that's what we're here to do, to make sure people uh, find you guys. So I think that's Joe Vember, my man. My man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's important. I mean, when, when things are all being bought up by, you know, the same companies that you kind of do support alternative networks, where you can get news from oh. different sources, because it's up to you to kind of curate your own knowledge of the world, I think. Well, none of us like to go hard on stuff. Maybe I have in the past, but I think it's it's important to understand that, yeah, I mean, to have real people that can respond in real time in our world right now, I think it's important. Um, I could not think of a more perfect segue to talk about the David and Goliath struggles that are happening in the crowdfunding arena right now with big companies like Hasbro, the biggest in fact, muscling in on what was an avenue for independence to get their toy projects off the ground. Um, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the HasLab, and I'm sure absolutely everyone's had enough <laughs> by this point, <laughs> but I have been devouring opinions. These are very interesting times we're living through right now. We're at a crux in like toy history where like anything you want can happen. You just have to vote it in, you know, vote with your dollars is the kind of the phrase that gets tossed around. But I don't know how best to to approach this topic. Um, I've got like a rap sheet of, of things that have sprung to mind. But I think the most immediate port of call is to just maybe discuss the final additions to the Sky Striker. That being, well, Paul, you jumping the gun a little bit. The the Cobra additional figures and the decal sheet. Well it it certainly seems that uh, on in you know in the, the final hours of these uh, you know hours as it were of these these campaigns, they are introducing more items. To kind of entice people to to, to keep uh, pledging towards these these uh, these projects, um, and it looks interesting. It's really it certainly is enticing. I mean, they're giving you a Cobra Commander, a Cobra. Not just any uh, Cobra Commander. It's Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. I think we can all agree that Mirror Well, it's Face the only one they Commander. can do these days, though. I mean, obviously, huh? we, we've, we've it's the only one they can do these days. I mean, we've, we've discussed this before, where the hooded cobra commander is something that seems to be. Oh know, no, I'm saying it's, at... it's mirror face, but he's got the Mickey Mouse, the sort of the the, the weird, very early, um, cobra symbol on his chest, which doesn't look like the refined Ron Rudat version. Oh, and oh, okay. that that to me says that this figure was obviously always going to be in the initial offerings of sort of G.I. Joe O-Ring relaunch. But by making it the Mickey Mouse, it's a highly desirable alternate deco. 
and they can maintain the exclusivity of this figure. The only way you're going to get a Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander is to get it with the Sky Striker HasLab. Because, yeah, I'm sure the, the figure on its own will be released. It's a no-brainer. You, you just you can't not have Cobra Commander, right? But it won't have the Mickey Mouse symbol. It'll have the regular Cobra Deco. Hmm. Hmm. So, incentive enough. Because, I mean, Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander's... You don't want to play with that shit if you have one. That is valuable. Yeah, so this and is the, a, the a play, safe. Hmm. Yeah, play it yes. safe. Yeah, play it safe. They dollars for your, for your Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Come well, on. It's part of the base <laughs> offerings. So for your two, $229, you will get this automatically. Cobra Commander, a Cobra Trooper with flesh hands. Interesting. And uh, sort of Rave additional trooper. paint apps on the knees. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. Uh, well, ripcord with a, a cobra helmet. Rave trooper. <laughs> yeah, rave trooper. Guys, I love life. them glow sticks, dude. And nobody uh, seems to know the correct name for those things. And I'm not going to look it up because I love keeping this um, kind of ambiguous. It's fascinating. Chris, Chris, and, Chris and Emily on the full force uh, um, sort of interview uh, settled on the word semaphore, which you know. What no, I thought he guys? was. He was. I thought he was referring to the name of a character, like oh, a, the code name that they could introduce for one of these um, uh, new Joes. I thought that was his suggestion as a code name. Well, Wayne Ruthel, the backseat man for the Sky Striker, still doesn't have a code name. Uh, they, Emily, divulged that they have selected one. They just need to pass it by legal, <laughs> but it hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> Sorry, that was me laughing, mm. not clearing my throat. <laughs> Back blast is already taken, so I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Back blast and the sky striker, Peter, I guess. Yeah, Peter Pilot, uh, you know, backseat. <laughs> you know. Uh, Guys, for me, if, if I look at that, uh, the Cobra, the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander is is cool, um, but it's not like the main draw for me. It's the other two. The sticker sheet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, can we all agree that the sticker sheet is absolutely absolute garbage. balls. Oh my yeah. word! I laughed <laughs> and shit. laughed and laughed. I mean, okay, it it does tell me immediately that the Sky Strikers decos will be partially sticker and partially actually sort of high. You know, they'll be printed onto the plane. Like the 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 wing the wing um, trailing edge sort of tricolor that will be printed onto the plastic because the Cobra sticker sheet is kind of rather amateurishly trying to cover it up. Um, ditto with the um, the fact that it says GI Joe on the side, obviously of the Sky Striker, and they said <laughs> they just slap a, a no in front of the the GI. Well, and yeah. They slap a no, no on top of the GI. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> exactly. No, Joe. Which, no, no, yeah. no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, it's I, it's I fascinating because some, someone asked, asked a comment in one of the videos. They're like, okay, so it comes with the sticker sheets, but is it interchangeable? Like, will I, will I be able to take the stickers off again and change them out so I can oh. display my no, Sky Strike as a different version? You have to you buy know? two or more. Simple. That's, <sighs> yeah, I, I can't think. I mean, I'm curious if anyone is actually going to sticker those up with the Cobra symbols because, like, okay, we're we all lampooning the no Joe, mm. but I think the greatest offender is, like, 
the this the cobra symbol on top of an f-22 i mean someone just pulled a bunch of clip art together and you yep. know that was a slapdash job if i ever saw one yep <laughs> yep that's, you that's my that problem it looks slapdash. they're getting desperate would you say that does this does this feel like a like a hail mary at the last hour is this is this a desperate move on the part of hasbro I'm pretty really damn sure it wasn't the plan the whole uh, all along. <laughs> you know when like yeah. people ask NASA why they've never been back to the moon and they say we don't have that technology anymore? I don't like the fact that they're breaking out O-rings like, oh, we didn't have those molds. Oh, you couldn't make more? Like, uh, I think the richness in Joe is still with the O-rings. You just need... Uh, I don't know who that third guy was on the Cobra guys. Does he have a name or did we uh, banter that? I don't think he has a name yet. He's just a Cobra uh, aircraft Let's... man. I'm, I'm going to call him Glow Stick or like, you know, Smear. <laughs> At the risk of being redundant, uh, how many episodes have you guys done? 227 now? Yeah. Uh, you need Sounds people right. that care about details on G.I. Joe. I mean, it's nice to have some streamers talk about their stuff, but oh, we got the best in the game on our side. I mean, you better step up. I'm I'm gonna levy a criticism uh, at Hasbro, and I'm sorry. Like I'm sure Hasbro is gonna hear this, and I'm sure there's other podcasts that are gonna hear this, and probably gonna be like GI Joe Berg's a bunch of assholes. Um, but I do want to put this out on the record. I do not like people trying to sell GI Joe stuff to me who have probably never spent money on actual GI Joes for themselves, and who were never interested in the brand until it was given to them as a work item i dislike that immensely i think emily is great i think she's got a great on-screen personality but i cannot believe that she's ever bought a gi joe in her life and it's very difficult for me to get for her to drum up excitement in me as a fan you know when she is clearly just being a salesperson you know it's it feels it feels like somebody at toy zone here in South Africa who doesn't buy toys trying to uh, sales pitch me on a transformer. I just feel it's disingenuous to be fair. And there, I said it. And I'm, I think she, like I said, I think she's a great spokesperson. She's got a great on-screen personality and the last video of her in, I was like, wow, she's a really, really cool person. But I just, the, I think it would have been nice if Hasbro was like, Hey, any of you guys have a GI Joe collection? Any of you guys maybe spent $50 or more on G.I. Joe's in the last five years? Well, maybe you should be speaking about the Sky Striker. Because I think that's fundamentally part of the problem. I think a lot of us uh, subconsciously feel like we're being sold something f f by somebody who's not a real fan. Well, okay, I don't want to say not a real fan. She's clearly a fan. She loves, her, she loves the brand. They trapped but, you. But uh, <laughs> they—they're not. In, she's not invested. Like Got I don't him. feel that that person's invested. I don't feel like I, they're smoking. I have a problem their... with the the way it's. I mean, if she's not invested, she doesn't know the law inside and out. That's okay. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. She's pumping exactly, up the line. Right? She's 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 adding an injection of enthusiasm, and that's something that I can't knock. But whoever's briefing her has gotten her all mixed up. Because I can recall very clearly in one of the the three sort of videos that have, have recently been dropped, like there's this confusion about G.I. Joe's headquarters being the pit, A, 
and that it's somehow quartered beneath an airfield B. Now, those things are incongruous. Those are non sequiturs. Mm. If you're going by comic book law, yes, the pit is the name of the headquarters, and it's either beneath a motor pool or it's beneath the Utah desert. Uh, flip side to that is if you're going by the cartoon series, yes, there is an airfield beside the G.I. Joe HQ, but it's not underground and it's not called the pit. So mm. either they are getting ahead of themselves and there's some new law which has not been divulged yet, this mm. kind of new storytelling that they keep talking about in these these kind of amateurish videos <laughs> um, that has not, like they're getting the, the cart ahead of the horse basically, um, or they are confusing their lore, which is unfortunate because it just serves to make people who weren't born into G.I. Joe like we were look that much more disingenuous. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. Someone, and also, someone like, needs to keep a handle on this shit. Bart also, saying like, saying that Rave Viper comes with a pacifier. So. Rave Viper. But, um, yeah, Rave Viper. It's like, dude, <laughs> like, in that one video, they, they talk about Dr. Mindbender at the end of it. And I was sort of, you know, enthusiastically open minded about the fact that maybe they were going to reveal another Mindbender, like, maybe like a, a new o-ring mindbender might be part of this like mix so i was a little disappointed when i saw that the three figures were cobra commander and the two vipers not <laughs> i mean two vipers two cobra troopers not that i have a problem with the two cobra troopers i really like them but the way that like she just randomly picked that well they not she that's actually not fair the um pr team picked mindbender as like a showpiece for her to bring onto screen to speak about and so like, yeah, so the enthusiastic, more naive side of myself was like, okay, maybe we're getting some kind of interesting Mindbender deco or something that's coming, you know, with this line, or maybe they'll announce that in the next thing. And I was a little disappointed when we didn't see anything. And yeah, that's well, my fault. That's my fault mostly. But the, the podcast that I started listening to, um, uh, Audible Interlude, G.I. Joe podcast, raised the great point uh, in the most recent episode, which was Hasbro wouldn't do this with no good rhyme or reason. There's mm. got to be a reason why we've seen Mindbender, we've seen Picture uh, of Pants Leatherneck, we've seen a smorgasbord of figures being brought to the table in these videos. No. Why? What no, is what's, the reason? I what think what's confusing people, no, what's confusing people is that those are figures, that, that, that those are childhood figures of the people doing the video. Oh. They clearly say it. They say, so this is a figure that I left from my childhood. And then there's, then is it there's really? another video where, where, she brings really? us, where Emily brings on a figure of hers where she's like, I loved um, this version of Destro. And he came with this, this amazing um, yes. uh, shooter. You know, it's incredible launcher. that they did this back then. She's trying off a figure that belongs to her. Mm, I know I this is confusing people in the deeper, comments. Man. No, but that's literally what they're saying. Like, here's one of my favorite figures. I don't buy it. Yeah, I want there like is, Rob. There's not always a deeper reason for everything you do. Like there's, <laughs> no, there's no, no, no. There's, there's not a deeper connection. It's not like because you saw in the corner of the video, you know, they're showing off something. Like literally, they just they they're trying to connect with the people. You know, read the body they're language, though, Rob. If you are handling yeah. your childhood figure, you don't handle it like you're holding up a product. You know, you're doing brand placement, and I know this is for 
like Hasbro official and this is, you know, pseudo professional, doesn't really look good. But anyways, but the way the toys are handled tells me that this is either archival or they got it on eBay or like a mint specimen and they are handling it like like a museum piece. I'm like, if you, yeah, if this was your that's... childhood toy, your hands would know that toy. You'd have a familiarity and a kinship with that toy. When I pick up my Shockwave, best believe I don't hold it like that. Yeah, because maybe I'm reading too much into body up. language. People, people, they may be their childhood toys, but these aren't toys that they necessarily play with all the time. People have different ways of approaching their hobbies and the way that they enjoy playing with their stuff. I'm you know, the, the simplest, the simplest reason for a thing is usually the correct reason for a thing. No, you know, I, I appreciate you're building your building up conspiracy theories. <laughs> you, I'm not just you. I'm saying, I mean, sometimes, okay, conspiracy theories are very cool. I do enjoy them. But sometimes it's just on the face. They literally just bring mm. out figures of theirs that they, that they, that they loved as kids. Well, I let, me, let me put it this way. From an analytics standpoint, the next time that IDW or Hasbro retweets or stars one of our community's tweets will be the first time. So regardless of who people are, this kind of, for me, goes back to, to that, to supporting network. Like, yeah. So like Cooch, here's something that I think you will get off on more than anyone else. Hello. When it comes <laughs> to Hasbro doing crowdfunding, they have an added incentive over and above the independence. Hasbro is building an incredible database on us. They are in one fell swoop determining the size of their actual buyer's market. Well, because you can, have, you can have Hasbro Pulse, you can have clubs, you can have Facebook groups, you can have all the comments threads in the world, but mm. money talks and bullshit walks, the, mm -hmm. the actual raw data that they are getting by launching has labs for Marvel, for Star Wars, for Ghostbusters, for Transformers, for G.I. Joe is invaluable to a big corporate. They've got mm -hmm. our exact numbers, how much we're willing to spend, and even, this is the real kicker, where we live. They're getting our addresses, our home addresses out of this. The They're seeing the biggest now. concentrations <laughs> of their buying public. No, this is 100% well uh, accurate. This is huge for a company like Hasbro. You, you can't snoop a snooper. You know that. Um, but I will say that here's one Easter egg. Um, I think IDW is doing like a cartoon version comic and it's like Cobra's rubbing a genie lamp. It's worth mm. mentioning that uh, Genie Energy owns IDT, owns IDW. So maybe a little deep cut there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And like, but I, I fully agree with what Steve's saying there because I've been, I've recently been doing a lot of work for a very big South African media conglomerate. Um, and they they do have those numbers. They do have those statistics. Um, and we've built some of the technology. When I say we, the development team in the company I work with have built the analytics tools for them to be able to get that information. And it is actually as easy as building systems that work with Instagram and with YouTube and all kinds of stuff. So like Steve, what you're saying is not conspiracy theory at all. Um, that that's very down the line marketing, marketing research. Priceless. Exactly. Mm. Um, but also let me, let me like also step off because I, I just want to just mention, I don't have anything against Emily. Like, I think she's a great person. I don't want 
people to like go and turn around and be like gio joe burger a bunch of assholes because they like said emily's this and that and the next thing got no problem with emily just got a problem with how hasbro has been using the structure and i just don't i'm not convinced that she herself is a is a real fan uh, not that she has to be this real hardcore fan i just don't feel like she's ever invested in gi joe so you feel more life. like the people above her, the executives have chosen her for certain reasons, but the reason well, she's been should, moved from Power Rangers to GI Joe. Yeah, ah. her Instagram handle is still uh, Mighty Morphin Emily or something, something to, to that effect. Um, but she's deleted, I think, all the Power Rangers material that was previously there. I don't know. We weren't following her until she became a GI Joe person. But yeah. um, to use to sort of paraphrase Mark Webber's words that Hasbro like to move people horizontally. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't move people vertically that you stay in marketing, but they're going to move you from has from Transformers from to GI Joe to Mighty Morphin, you know, back to Transformers. Yeah, you switch accounts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I so mean, that's, you don't that have that makes kind of sense momentum for most and toys. brand loyalty. It yeah. makes sense for most toys, but not this one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it makes so sense like, for companies. It makes sense yeah. as a company decision. If someone has done well on a, on one one of your departments on a certain brand, you move them across to another brand, and they get to learn and develop in in that brand. It makes sense from a, I think from a company point of view, but maybe no. it doesn't necessarily make sense from a, a fan point of view. Where you're putting someone who isn't necessarily uh, you know a lifelong GI Joe fan. Maybe they absolutely love GI Joe now, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, she's getting very enthusiastic. She's getting into it now, but maybe the GI Joe fan base wants someone who has always been a fan. Well, um, the silver lining is you guys always got one more seat here. Hey, that's true. <laughs> guys, let's Let, swing the debate back to Sky Striker. Yes, yeah, let's talk about the guys who do love GI Joe. The guys well, who yes. built that beautiful plane and the plane itself. It is Sorry. beautiful. Agreed. Mm. Um, I want to know from each of you. Do you think this is the last time we would see it? You know, if, that, if the HasLab fails or succeeds, you know, is this is this are they going to burn all that design work? I feel they have to do something with it. I mean, I yeah. think probably one of the most telling things, and I think it is something that we've uh, we've discussed in private, probably in public as well, is that there are not corners cut, but I mean, it is it is made to be mass produced. Mm -hmm. I think probably the most obvious obvious way of seeing that is in the wings. Mm -hmm. The wings are not like the original wings of the of the the vintage um, Sky Striker. They are an adaptation of the the more recent 50th anniversary wings, where you actually plug the wings into these ports, essentially. You know, where where the wings are actually split, basically um, three quarters of the way down, um, where they kind of fit in like that. So I don't know if that is a, a way to kind of make the mechanism on the inside work better, but it does make the toy's wings not look so good. It also it allows means it to fit into a smaller box, which Thank becomes you. important. Packaging has been not, considered. Well, yes, mm. it's, not, it's not necessarily important for HasLab. You can make the box as big as you want. I yeah, mean, they've, you're make it absolutely they've been able huge. to ship a damn shit sail barge around the country. Um, but <laughs> when it comes down to packaging this up to put it out to retail, all of a sudden, the size of your packaging becomes vitally important. So yes, this is you the it here. <laughs> whether <laughs> I, I I'm prepared to put my money where my mouth is and say that this is definitely you know fail or succeed. You know, Haslab uh, project aside, 
this is definitely not the last time we would see this this plane. Yeah, so, you might see it as, as con result, exclusives or no, no, you know, no. maybe sort in store exclusives. I mean, I don't. It will be part of this Pulse O-ring um, renaissance. Oh, the O-ring relaunch. But I mean, the Absolutely. thing is also like box size. The, I don't think there's much. This box has to hold a lot of stuff. You know? Yes, but I'm saying mm. a more it, basic... It's already holding a ton of stuff before. You, I mean, so you don't actually have to detach the wings. Uh, I feel like there's yes, more of, of a mechanical reasoning why they kept mm. this version of the wings. But Rob, they if, they, if they offer it as a more basic presentation without the additional vehicles, without the yeah, additional the, effects the or the stand, that's when box size makes a difference. And that's, that's where you want to take off, yeah. take off your wings and be able to slot them in alongside the plane. Or and even take off the, the nose? Possibly, because probably. if I remember the 50th anniversary, or the, the nose came off? Yes. Anniversary? Yeah. yeah, it detached. So, and I mean, yeah, you can see it there in, in, in the picture that we're looking... Oh, no, this is the 20th. Yeah. This is the 30th. Oh, the yeah, 30th, yeah. So you can yeah. see there the very scene. clearly where you can see that it, it detaches. They kind of had to you know pull it off and then you know put it back on so it can fit in the, more easily into boxes. Anyways, my... My speculation is we most certainly won't have exclusivity. If you back the HasLab, you won't be able to get this permutation of the Sky Striker with all the added yeah, you know, all additional... the extras, all of that stuff. So essentially, you're paying for the extras, actually. So but do you think we will definitely see Sky Striker again? There's no ways they're gonna chuck the tooling away as soon as the HasLab's done. This is the so Sky Striker. It's a staple of GI Joe. It will always be mm. synonymous with the line, especially when you're doing a o-ring relaunch i was gonna say so so would you say that um if they release it as part of a retro o-ring relaunch that it would still be that it would still retail for about 200 dollars, but instead but just not come with the um stuff for the flag because i that's this is my thinking um i'm thinking that they're going to re-release this as a retail offering i i do feel that and maybe i'm wrong but I feel like we're not going to get all the flag stuff. It's like it's almost like the HasLab is for the diehards that like ourselves and for the guys who actually own a flag. You know, I feel like all of the stuff that pertains to a USS flag that is coming with the the Sky Striker and the HasLab offering is not going to be in that box. I think we're going to get a retail offering that's probably going to have Ace as a pilot. Hopefully, that would be cool with the the vehicle itself and the regular deco, no fancy Cobra schmanciness, and then we just won't have any of that stuff none of the cool uh weapons things and yeah for sure i think they can probably do that at some point but i think something also um so i recently watched um analog toys uh Mm -hmm. tony's video kind of discussing the the recent hasbro has lab in in initiatives and i feel uh, something he said is actually quite true um everyone and their uncle essentially owns a sky striker at this point um there are diamond dozen. He puts up his hand and says, "Yeah, I got mine a month before the play has lab was announced." Well, yeah, exactly. You know, you 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 just got one. Um, it's it's, but it's surprising you don't really. I mean, you technically owned one. You had one in in your collection. Um, but like there are dime a dozen. Um, and I think yes, they may be collecting a ton of data on people. Um, as Stephen said earlier, but like you'd collect a lot more data if you knew your audience a lot better. Because another point he points out is that everyone owns this thing, produce a different vehicle. And um, another good point I think he made was that your presentation focuses completely on this entirely new line 
of figures that you're putting out, the six-inch classified range. And your first HasLab is a, a return to the O-ring era. Because I see a lot of people also going, oh, why didn't you make this also compatible with the modern era? Because the modern era is a ton of fans too. But mm. you're at a time now where you are pushing and very successfully um, uh, selling the six-inch classified line of G.I. Joe's. But your your big reveal is a, a vehicle for the vintage line, for the vintage figures, for, well, for something that hasn't even come point. out yet. Uh, but Rob, it comes back to my point about gauging interest. This is data capture. This is an exercise in corporate intelligence gathering. Yeah, but if they gathering. had done if they'd done their own research beforehand and actually listened to say podcasts of the community, actually did um, all the market the research world, and asked people beforehand, what are you interested in the getting? World can't can't get them as definite as definitive an answer as doing this crowdfunding no then just trying okay. it but the thing is you, who is prepared to you put don't down have money. to do this before you know you could literally mm. do market research look at what people are saying put the time and the effort in to find out what are people interested in i mean i'm sure yes obviously there are a ton of people very interested in get earning this thing but then are they owning it because they want a new sky striker or they're owning it because they want all those extras all those incredible things. I mean, obviously, yeah, we have there's over almost seven thousand people who want this thing. Um, but then also, you, it's still there's so much left to interpretation. Like, why do they want this? Do they want it because of the O-ring figures, because of the decals? Mm. Uh, I think they are mm. learning a lot, but they're not learning as much as they could have if they'd just gone out, talked to people, and realized, oh, actually, a ton of people already own this thing. You know, yeah. I think, and Let's we could actually produce something. Yeah, we could produce something that people do not own. Because mm. um, I think definitely if you have not watched Analog Toys video discussing this, Tony brings up some really incredible points. Like there's reasons why he won't buy something. There's reasons why he would buy something. Like you're reproducing something that a ton of people already own. Um, and why the, the Skeletron thing works is because not a lot of people own that original figure. And it's an update that, that kind of actually makes it new. It makes it brand new and interesting for a ton of people to want to own it. See, Why not do a vehicle that no, hardly anyone owns? Well, there's only ever been released once. A lot of people comment, I've a little seen. Bit more than, it, it's, it's more costly on your R&D, your engineering. No, for sure. Makes but you'd make a, to a, sell a, a crap ton of money. Done. You'd make an absolutely incredible amount of money. Look, I mean, what is actually are... different with the Sky Striker versus the, the 30th anniversary version? The cockpit and then the mechanism that changes the, um, you know, that makes the wings fold out and come in and the, you know, the landing gear come in and out separately. Uh, That's essentially the they, only difference. They What's are different? using this to test the buying public. Anyways, I feel like I've labored this point enough. This is very, no, very sure. smart maneuvering on Hasbro's part, particularly yeah. on G.I. Joe's also, part. Also, guys, and I'm sorry if I get the number wrong here, I just want to just confirm, for the for the Sky Striker, we have to hit 10,000, correct? 10,000 backers, yes, and we're just right. under 7,000 with two days to Oh, go. it's speculation time. Okay, boys. Okay. <laughs> so going, no, 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 but let room. me... What? <laughs> No, no, that's why I just wanted to make a point now as well. Sorry, okay, dude. Paul, make a point, and, yeah, then, and then like, we'll go around the room. Why is the Proton Pack, the Ghostbusters Proton Pack, which is a much bigger item, has a fan base that would mostly make their own, why do they only have to hit 5,000 for an item that is twice the price of the Sky Striker and has more sophisticated tooling? 
why does that need to hit 5,000 to, to be a worthwhile HasLab product? And the Skystriker has to hit 10. I say this in favor of what Steven's been saying about it being market research. They are stress testing us. They're stress testing the market. I, 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 I do feel that way. But it's mm. also a different department, remember? Like, I, th I think it's, it's I think the different accountants are the same. They have different goals. Mm. It could be, but I mean, they have different it goals. They kind of figure out. More. It probably costs a lot more to make them. That's another I, thing as well. I think it costs more to make the proton pack because yeah, that's what the yeah, proton, proton pack is $200 extra in, in cost. So they are yeah. making more money with fewer backers with the proton yeah. pack. Yeah. That's, no, that that's makes... why it's got a lower threshold. <clears throat> but they're also spending more money to make it. Maybe. Because if you look at the intricacy... Oh, no, they? but if you... you guys, you if you watch that video, if, if you watch the video on the Proton Pack with Adam Savage, where they actually do a walkthrough of that Proton Pack, that thing is Jeepers. intricate, dude. It is intricate. Like, the it, it opens up. Stuff can come out. It's designed to allow you to customize parts. It's insane, dude. It's like I'm. It's le well, that's why it's funded so quickly, Paul. It's yeah. a better product. And they I did say. a better lead up to actually showcasing it. I it's think. a more special thing mm. than a retread old thing made new. There, anyway. I said it. That's, that's no, no. Oh, you're right. I agree with that too. Stephen's been holding on to for about four episodes now. But he now you want public with it. But now he's 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 done it. No, no, no. I've got, I've, got, I've got plenty of reasons personal to me. I'd mm. like to think that it's, it's, it's slightly less subjective to say that the Proton Pack being designed from the ground up new is a, a there's been more level of investment and, and engineering and design put into it than, you know, a, a reinterpretation of an old classic that will survive the, the squint test, you know, mm. in, in a line like, a lot of the basic legwork was already done with the Sky Striker. They've just yeah. pushed more anniversary, into it, more design, so. more yeah, yeah, more removable paneling. Like, anyways, which is nice. But just yeah, sorry, Steve. Before I derailed you, you wanted to go around the room. Well, the, the numbers the as they stand, as I'm speaking to you now, is that there are six thousand eight hundred and seventy backers of the target ten thousand. Funding yeah. ends in two days, 10 hours, and 40 minutes. What goal will this campaign hit when all said and done? Ooh, an exact will they? And then coming off of that, will they extend? What are your speculations, guys? If you were betting men, now it's time to place your wages. Yeah. Well, before I, I, I hit the uh, ejection seat, because it is <laughs> the sun is creeping, guys. Um, I think I would say that after listening to you guys talk, it kind of makes me think that G.I. Joe is maybe one of the few brands that's not feeling the nostalgia anymore. Maybe we want uh, new characters, new vehicles. But uh, I do think, you know, I would buy an O-ring version of Desert Rat, talking about Tony. Cheers. Mm. Um but no, I th I've always been a Rattler man, so I don't think the uh, Sky Striker is going to hit it. And let it be, you know, that let that data be collected that the fans are here, and and they, and they, and they got cash. I, I I believe. I mean, the Skeletron. So I mean, I think you just have to talk to us. As scary as that might sound. That's what I've been saying too. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, hold on, guys. I'm going to hit the ejection seat. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thank um, you for joining us, dude. And to all those in the chat, you guys know I'll find you. Cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers, Cooch. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Oh, now, oh, there it is. Okay, I'll I'll give. Let me put in my bet then. I and I hate to say this, but I don't think it's going to fund. Ooh. Yeah, I don't oh. even think it's going to hit ten. That's a negativity. No, I don't think it's going to hit ten. <laughs> No, guys, you know this me. Is, this podcast, this is a, this is a, this is a fr moment frozen in time, because yeah. most folks listening to this will listen to it after the final bell has been rung. Yeah, they're going to hear this and they'll be able to judge us and comment like, <laughs> in the comments below if you're listening to this on YouTube and tell us like how wrong we were or how right we were. Yeah, that would be fun. But like, okay, so let me give you my reasoning quickly. Okay, <laughs> good. here's my reasoning. Okay, uh, I've been very public about my support and love of the Robo Skull and of what Skeletron's done. So I'm not going to go into that too deeply. But let's just say I had $260 to spend on either a Sky Striker or Robo Skull. I chose the Robo Skull. It is more exotic. It is more interesting to me. It feels like it offers me a lot more. It's a new toy. It's got a lot of great stuff happening. Cool. Okay. And we've labored this point a few times, right? Hmm. Now, this is my next thing. I really, and I'm. I'm going to stress this, guys. I really want a proton pack. Like, I want one. And I will break myself to try and get one, you know, a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to rationalize spending that amount of money um, because I'm going to have to pull it out of everywhere, credit cards and whatever. But I am wanting to get that. And I feel the fire of that. Now, I have to choose between something like the proton pack, which I which I have like this major love for and the Sky Striker with the uh, and basically I got to go into HasLab go and buy myself a proton pack okay cool and then also put a Sky Striker in my cart knowing full well that if they bo uh, if the Sky Striker funds that's quite a lot of money that's going to come off my card in one shot right it's going to put me into like major shit okay so now I have, I have to choose between those two items and the thing is I'm 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 not scared of the Sky Striker funding. Like, if I had to go and buy myself a Proton Pack and a Striker now, I am not scared of that money coming off. I was two weeks ago when I was considering putting a Sky Striker in the cart and trying to make it happen. Um, I was like, oh crap, if I buy the Sky Striker, I can't get a Proton Pack. That That's the reality of it for me. So the more I look at it now, the more I'm like, the Sky Striker is not going to fund. And I'm not going to get a Proton Pack either, guys. As much as I want one, there's just no way I'm going to break myself to do it. But, yeah. That, so, I don't think it's going to fund. I don't, I don't have that fear. I don't have that, that, that... It's hard to explain. It's a bit of an esoteric thing with me. But I just don't think it's going to fund. I don't have that, like, notion of, oh, shit, I'm going to miss out. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I am weird. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Somebody else start talking, please. I think... <laughs> I think I think it's wonderful that, that the company that Hasbro is trying to produce stuff that um, they think the fans will want, and actually putting a lot of effort. It seems a lot of effort into making it the way that people want it to be made, um, and then adding a bunch of extra stuff on top that they that they feel will entice people and kind of uh, I suppose I suppose show the direction in which the company itself is trying to go with with, with the branding of GI Joe. This is, they're obviously, at least to me, it feels like they're obviously pushing um, to want to do, to get back into O-Ring. I mean, mm. I think the fans definitely over the decades 
have said a lot of the time, we we want O-ring figures again. Please give us O-ring figures. Um, that's probably one of the most vocal opinions I think I've ever heard of, of G.I. Joe. I mean, yes, totally. there are uh, people who absolutely love modern era. Um, and I'm sure they would love to get more figures too. But I think, at least in my opinion, the company moved on from that. They started to do six-inch modern era figures now. Um, Which are awesome. So, yeah. Which is very cool. I mean, that's the direction that they're going in. Uh, it's gotten a lot of fans. They've they've even won me me over to a certain degree. <laughs> I mean, I think Spirit looks absolutely fantastic. Um, and I'm sure as they go along, there'll be more figures. And then retroactively, I'll probably look back at the some of the the figures before Spirit and be like, that's actually a really cool figure. I wouldn't mind uh, getting that someday too. But I think. It being oh, the sky striker, Destro staring at me. That's got your name on it. Oh bro. hell yeah, dude! I hope that's, you still like that, that was, guy. <laughs> that was one of the original figures I wanted. For sure. Oh, it's such a great think, toy, Rob. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to be very happy with him. He's going to be. He's going to, be, you know, him versus so Rob. Spirit. Is it funding or is it not funding, dude? <sighs> Two days to go. Um, it being Christmas coming up, people have to choose their budgets. I don't think it's going to fund. I really don't. Yeah. It's two no's. Goodness gracious me. I and really just, don't. Are they going to extend I think the it timing, in that case? I think they should extend it. They really nice. should. They should give people a chance, maybe extend it to the end of January. Um, just give people a chance, the people that want to actually spend the money on this, the chance to spend their money on it. Because mm. once again, go check out Analog, Analog Toys video. Tony points out once again, I mean, I think we've mentioned it before. There are a bunch of these HasLab things coming out at the same time now. Yes, people aren't necessarily fans of G.I. Joe and, and Star Wars at the same time, but there are people who are. And they're yeah. trying to choose which... To, I mean, yeah, and Ghostbusters, as Paul just said, there's so many things. And Skeletron. Yeah. It's not HasLab, yeah. but it is aimed at the exact same market. You have to take these things into account outside of your own company's efforts to rake in the money You know, for, for different projects. You have to space these things out better. Mm. I think it's not going to fund, but give people the chance to actually get it. Extend it to the end of January. Do it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cherry pick an opinion that I heard from Full Force Monthly, very smart one, that by pushing out all these projects just before Hasbro released their end of year financials, looks lovely to the shareholders. <laughs> that's, ultimately, that's ultimately where Hasbro's loyalty lies the people who finance them and, yeah. and I think so that makes sense having all this cash injection coming at the end of the year they want these to, to fund so desperately they want those credit cards to be charged early to yeah. mid-December oh yes 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 I think oh, that's yeah. I think that's a very accurate opinion I mean if you look a lot of other companies come out recently with, with their figures and they're very much down they I think, want your uh, money up front, CBS is going is is gone down quite a bit. Disney, apparently as well, the last month or so has gone down. Look, we don't oh, do economics, why. we don't do financials, but it seems no, obviously like not. But it does. Back. It feels like a reason why you'd want to do something. You'd you'd rush mm. something. You know, you you need to be able to please the people who give you the money. Yeah, and that's so not the customers. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly in your faces and say this will fund. And Whoa. not just at the base level either. This will fund all the way to Night Force Ripcord. This will I, achieve well, $16,000. I, I, I think that would be cool. 
Um, and also, guys, I'm sorry that my point earlier was maybe just a bit muddled and fuzzy and whatever. But long story short, what I'm trying to say is, is that when I book these things, it's going to put a lock on my credit card. You know, it's going to assign those funds to that thing. And so, yeah, yeah no, I'm, that's, I'm that's sure kind people, of what I was getting I'm sure at. people get that. Yeah, you know, sorry. I just, I know that I would. Give your funds to one thing or another. Obviously, if given enough yeah. time. Guys, pour I know I went all of hokey. these things, you know, <laughs> yeah. if given enough time, spread out across time and space, forward by every single one of these things. You totally. Know. Watch, him I love, Watch him go. I love the brand. I love G.I. Joe. I mean, that's why Absolutely. we do this, you know. I, I, I hope it does succeed, but I don't uh, I don't see it succeeding. I I'll see call, Mickey yeah. Mouse Cobra Commander being I think that's gonna. That's deal. what's going to push it over. Is, 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 is that what's going to seal this? I don't know, dude. Ray Viper's making a pretty strong case for an exclusive figure. <laughs> How much is a Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander online now? And you're getting a straight arm, not a swivel arm. I'll have you know. Okay, so let me... I'm going to just... I just want to mute. <laughs> Paul's muted. What? Interesting. I'm glad he told us. I'm glad he told us that, that he had muted. I think um, people are scrambling to come up with Scratch as we speak. So do you feel it's more about the O-ring figures than it is actually about the toy? Well, if you is have that to what break people down are happy to spend set, money for? If you, ha if you have to break down the set, as a lot of folks have done, and I, I find it problematic to break down the set this way, but if you're charging $20 a figure, mm. the financial sense is made immediately. Hmm. That's five figures in the base offering. That's 100 bucks lopped off the price immediately and then you're getting a, a modified uh, sky striker and deck vehicles for 130 bucks and a stand and the blast effects which i hate blast effects guys they would sit in a box i feel <laughs> rocks for that shit. hit it with a uv light it might change your opinion on it uh, shut up yeah yeah, cool. but oh, like, shit. yeah, he's but un, but he's unmuted. He's back, guys. But uh, but a lot of toy him. photographers are very big into that, and blast effects are fun things to have it have to hand instead of having. To I think make definitely depending on how you play with your vehicles, um, blast effects are a lot of fun to have. Whatever, we're getting sidetracked. This is just yeah. Anyway, guys, a Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander, yeah. straight arm, uh, complete file card with a gun, and Completed the Mickey Mouse symbol, and the and the, yeah, and the Mickey Mouse symbol is. Pristine is $508. Yes. Oh, is that before has it sold? Uh, that it hasn't sold. sold. It, no, so I've link. just Go to seen completed one. listings, please. You can ask as much as you want for a figure. It all comes down to what someone's prepared to pay. Well, I saw a... Um... Send Stephen the link. He wants it. Okay, no, well, I don't I'm... want it. I've never had a desire <laughs> to have Mickey Mouse, but if I was a completionist or if I just run out of things to buy and I wanted one that I could actually handle without being terrified of it falling off my shelf and shattering, um, this is your chance. It's pretty mm. huge. It's a big, big deal, guys. This Yo. will fund. On the strength of that alone, it will fund... Yeah, might I... even get Scarlet's. I might be getting cold <laughs> feet about Night Force Ripcord as well. But I'm pretty sure we're going to see some insane movement in the next day or so. So if, if you reckon the Mickey Mouse... If, so you reckon the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander is the thing that's going to take it over, which justifies what Rob had to say. Oh, not justifies, but then Rob, then, then that's them doing their research. 
Because then yeah, they obviously felt I think that is true. That, yeah, so they aren't actually yeah. doing research. They're just not doing the type of research maybe I would like them to do, you know, to mm. actually like reach out. And I mean, they're doing the, not to be, not to be mean towards them, but they're doing kind of like the, I don't know, like the, like the mean research. It's like they, they, they're like psychologists and they've discovered the trigger that kind of makes someone do something they don't want to do. You mean the stuff, you mean the stuff <laughs> Uncle Philip K. Dick warned us about? Yes. Yes, yeah. they're doing that, uh, but yeah. not that I'm saying they're doing that. Um, it's just it's it's just fascinating that they kind of add something that they're absolutely certain that will that is going to drive people insane and will make them want to buy this. Um, Look, if you want the jet, you can flip the figures and get the jet's value back. If you want the figures, you can flip the jet and get the figures value back. Like this is a watertight it's deal. It's a win-win. If, if you can come up with the scratch right now. You know, this is a, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> I've said that enough times on this podcast. But <laughs> that's why that's why I think that I'm right and you guys are wrong, and this is going to fun. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm curious to see how this how this goes down. But, but like, despite any any a like part of me stuff, wants it to fail because I don't want everyone else <laughs> to have this cool toy that I don't have that you can't have. But, but I think so that's that's very childish. Despite any negative stuff that I, I don't think. Really think that that I think I've said, I mean, towards this thing um, and not wanting it personally, I think it's fantastic that Hasbro is, 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 is attempting to do stuff like this. Is actually trying to kind of like appeals, appease people who want our own figures. And, I, and I'm glad that they're trying to actually make figures in, in that line again. Um, I wish them all the success for the classified line. They're, I mean, they're knocking it out of the park for the people who are fans of that. And if they are starting to try and move back into O-Ring figure, toys i I'm, I'm i'll be there i will buy those toys um so i'm very excited for the future of gi joe at this point if this doesn't succeed don't take that as, as like a negative take it as, as like the, the, the starting block and and go from here keep going yeah. hasbro i would just love a a commemorative set of the original 13 you know redecoed that would be nice yeah but now because... we're pushing for like special sets and things i just want figures on shelves you know, I wanted I wanted another 12, 14 figure set series. You know, <sighs> that's what I want. I, I don't want special sets. I don't want like uh, Brazil mission and here's the 12 figures from Brazil and oh and here's the the, the figures from this comic book that you loved and here's these repaints and versions. I just want new lines of O-ring figures on shelves. I like, want GI Joe like to a kind of. Well, I want GI Joe to have the same kind of distribution with this O-ring relaunch. As Transformers and most of the universe yeah. classics have, that would be awesome. Want to be able to go to the bloody toy toy store and, and buy O-ring Joes. I don't think it's going to happen for us, unfortunately. And I raised this point on one of those Hasbro Pulse video comment threads. I said there was a comment uh, about um, it, it being unfortunate that the, that the Haslab only caters to the UK and the US. To which I got, you know, I'll 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 say it. Uh, I got a little bit snippy, and I said. Whoa. I said, um, <laughs> it's a pity that Hasbro got us hooked on this brand in the 80s and 90s and haven't catered to us since. Well, Hasbro yeah. saw fit to take down my comment as spam. Whoa. Thanks a lot. Spam. Boom. That's that's the reason? Okay. Apparently. Well, the rest of the world is spam to America, apparently. <laughs> I'm not American to Hasbro. Spam in a can. Anyways, uh, that was very telling that I was being silenced. The guy who commented ahead of me wasn't, but... Whatever. Like I say, I was getting a little bit snippy. But, I think it's um, more to do with you being in Australia. They don't like Australia. Censorship, man. 
<laughs> Dude, like, no, but I, that is an infuriating thing. A little bit of sympathy for the devil here. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't have phrased it that way. Hasbro is in a place where, you know, and, and Ryan Sweeney uh, said this really well. He said, I asked the question, are G.I. Joe fans our own worst enemy? Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree that we are um, in a lot of ways. I think, I think we've actually been quite spoiled as a fan base. We've had a lot of really great G.I. Joe product um, that has come at, at, at us in bursts. Um, and, you know, Hasbro, if we actually are, if we are honest with ourselves and actually look at what Hasbro has done with G.I. Joe over the years, they've done some pretty amazing stuff. You know, like it or not, New Sculpt era brought in some new charm for G.I. Joe. Modern era brought in some very fresh and new ideas. It, it, it excited the hell out of me. It still excites the hell out of me. I love the modern era G.I. Joes. Um, so we've gotten a lot of that. And if you compare that to like other, you know, big 80s brands, you know, that also have a lot of love behind them, things like Thundercats, things like Motu, you know, they haven't uh, enjoyed as much success in, in being relaunched and reimagined um, until recently, you know, mm. and, and Hasbro is probably sitting there going, well, shit, who do we make happy? You know, because then they do retro O-ring figures and everybody's like, oh my God, retro O-ring figures, but there's something wrong. There's this like small detail wrong with the Sky Striker. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'll be honest and say that I'm guilty of making a few remarks against the, the Sky Striker, most notably the intake screws. I think after the, uh, the third generation of Sky Striker could definitely have that removed anyway. But I mean, like, you know, and then you've got guys that are saying like, oh, Instead, it should accommodate. We've got even more screws on this uh, new version than ever exactly, before. Exactly, right? All the screws, <laughs> the and then we have is very simply, and then we have guys like um, Hans, who very justifiably feels that it should come with a uh, interchangeable cockpit to accommodate modern era figures, and why not? I mean, Skeletron's doing something similar to well, that, and then you have got a whole bunch of guys going, "We want a classified uh, size Sky Striker." To which my response is, "How are you going to play with that?" <laughs> Paul, Paul, <laughs> this is this is the, the kind of the, the epiphany that I've just had. They mm. are sizing up their dedicated O-ring following by mm. not making this adaptable. Like at first I thought, oh, it's an oversight and Skeletron have one over on Hasbro by making the Roboskull adaptable. Well, of course, Skeletron want to make it adaptable. They want to cater to as many scales as possible. But a mm. big corporate like Hasbro, which already has a thriving classified line in six inch and <laughs> have decided to pull the plug on the four inch retro collection, they want to know the exact scale of their three and three quarter inch O-ring following. So they mm. have either the incidentally pun. or very, very deliberately made this O-ring exclusive. They've excluded the modern era G.I. Joe construction. Mm. And they're testing those waters, man. It comes down to it. That's, that's my byline for this episode. <laughs> we are being tested. Wow. I feel like this mm. has been a very emotionally charged podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm dying to get into the, the after party with our patrons and yeah. check this out. So if you want to be part of the Berg Force, ladies and gentlemen, it'll only cost you three bucks a month. You get invites to our, our live recording sessions and we chat afterwards. Um, you that's get to join all these pit. amazing people. And these amazing people who are now joined by Dave C., SFTP and GI Claymore, welcome to the Berg Force, guys. You're in the Berg now. Yeah. Stories and, uh, from thank the you. pit. 
And uh, that means that you guys have got access to our live audience recordings when we do them. And you get to join our after party, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we use words <laughs> they're convenient like crack strings. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We should really shop around for a new time slot because I think we, we've dwelt on this one long enough. And it's, it's brutal to our folks in the US. So if you are uh, wanting to join, join Bergforce, but uh, the timing of our recording sesh doesn't line up with you, don't worry, we are going to make some amendments moving forward. We will try forward. anything. Yeah. No. I will wake will up be at shills. 9 p.m. at night. I want no, to we... be a shill for Hasbro. I mean, like, Roboskull, like, Skeletron were kind enough to send us t-shirts. If Hasbro even gave us the time of day, I would yeah. shill for the Skull Striker. Send me a cap and I'll, <laughs> no, I'll say... No, just, just don't delete my fucking comment. Make the great again. Send me a cap like no. that and I'll... I'll <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but actually steve good point Paul. if they could like reach out and touch us that would be fantastic i mean we've That'd only got so 227 cool. episodes of this hundreds of videos full of content you know we've made some fantastic stuff with gi <sighs> joe toys and yet hasbro hasn't even jumped onto their keyboards it's but that's, that's something but the flames my friend but Paul, that's something that kuja has always said that they hasbro is not interested in new media they're yeah. interested in, I mean, they are obviously, but they're producing it themselves. You know, they have a YouTube channel there. They're trying to connect and they have been connecting. I mean, full force. I mean, interviewing Emily. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, but like, they're not interested in the general setup of new media and the, actually the that's wider... a good point. Yes, that is, they, that is actually very cool. Emily on his too. show. I mean, that's, which that's is awesome. awesome. Nice one, Chris. I think that is so cool. And it was a very yeah. cool interview. I mean, they had good chemistry. Um, they kind of talked a lot of nice, interesting points. Um, but like just, but that's only their foray now. Like, as you mm, said, no. we've had over 200 episodes, almost how long have we been to the 10 years? Uh, guys, it's I'm taking a long happy time being an underdog who doesn't really get noticed by, by big corporates. We get to yeah. say whatever the hell we want about them. No, for sure. I mean, sponsors definitely does They will never listen to this, right? Right, Hasbro? You'll never listen to us. You aren't well, listening to listen us to right us. now. Anyways, it's free to um, listen to us. I, I, but anyway. I have a sort of a closing swipe to take, just oh. in case you were still doubting that we would see <laughs> this Sky Striker resurface with or without the HasLab failing or, or succeeding. You expect with a HasLab crowdfunder that it's something special, one of a kind, and there's exclusivity. Well, case in point, the HeroQuest uh, board game or RPG game that was a HasLab. Immediately after it funded, it was released in a different permutation for a slightly inflated price on Hasbro Pulse. You could buy, mm. you could buy it. I don't think it came with all the extras. It certainly wasn't as special. But if you were looking for the basic product, it was made available to the public, even if you didn't back the HasLab. If you missed out, you didn't miss out. So, ditto with the Sky Striker. Well, if I don't know worried... if, if, if it's... I'll, I'll talk about this or something, but it, the, the campaign has gained an extra backer during the time we've done this podcast. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's us. Is that us encouraging people to go and get this thing? I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. A whole backer. Awesome. There we go. Steve, they're getting close to your numbers there, dude. Hey, look, if we've given you <laughs> food I'm just being for cheeky. thought, then, then this podcast has achieved something. Um, mm. I've certainly enjoyed bantering about it with you, gents. And now I look forward to bantering about it with the, the wider 
uh, Bergforce membership. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So after party, we are out of here, boys. This has been great. Um, vote with your dollars, guys. Be true to yourself. Uh, yeah, choose for yourselves what you want to do. I mean, yes, yeah. people have positive, negative opinions about this thing. Take in what they're saying. Choose what what rings true for you, and and do what feels right for you. Buy it. Don't, don't buy don't it. Don't be bullied by yeah. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Think like, for yourselves. This is it's, it's going so to be okay. Important. It's just another toy. Okay. It's just another toy. <laughs> think for yourselves. Two twenty-seven guys. Sky striking. Out. <laughs> All right. Hey. My name's Steve. Paul, Rob, we're out, boys. Far out. <laughs>